Hey everyone, welcome to the Market Moment. I'm Lee Mackey alongside David Lee and mm -hmm. Eli Freeman. There we go. We got David back in the saddle yeah. this week. Good to be here. Yeah. I'm hardly ever here anymore. I, I know. It's it's good to have you. Yeah, it's good to be here. How was uh how was everybody's Thanksgiving? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. You go out of town? Uh to Tulsa. We go to Tulsa for every every holiday. Yeah. But good holiday and as you guys well know, I'm an OSU fan. We're headed to lose the Big 12 championship, but <laughs> we're headed to the Big 12 championship, so that's huge. Well, that is, especially given the way the season started for you guys. <laughs> oh, man, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, kind of a, if I remember right, you guys were giving me a really hard time at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. Pride goes before fall, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and we're still falling. But, you know, but, but thank God, you know that's one thing we have to be thankful for. Speaking of things, season's over. The season is over. <laughs> the season the is Razorback season is over. And you was know, John's prediction correct? Yes. He, what he, was he predicted? He predicted four, four and, eight. and eight. Did he? Really? And everyone that was at the pretty beginning of the season. He was like, and I was like, oh, he's such a pessimist, even in football. <laughs> and and I told Matt yesterday. Of course, John's out today, but. I said, I owe John an apology because his prediction came true and I gave him <laughs> yeah, you a hard him time. Wall. <laughs> anyway, basketball season is uh, upon us, so mm -hmm. we're excited about that. Duke comes to town <laughs> tomorrow night. And, guys, they, um, they're letting the students camp out beginning today. I heard they're going to have food trucks and stuff out there. Is Connor going to camp out overnight? He's going to try to go to it. Yeah. So I guess he, if he wants to get in, he'll have to camp yeah, out. Yeah, or at least get a good seat. Yeah. So, well, uh, y'all do any shopping over the holidays? I have done zero shopping so far. My wife, I have a great wife, Jenny. She uh, does all the shopping for us. I only have to buy for her, and I usually don't get hers done until That's around the That's what the, the 23rd, 24th is for? <laughs> so uh, do, do, do your wives do a lot of online shopping? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. A, yeah. A decent yeah, she does a lot of it online now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's we, gotten to be the way to go. We did our Christmas a little bit early because of uh, just people being in different places, and so we did a gift exchange. And <laughs> I ended up with a Costco membership gift card. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everyone in the family was like, wow, that's awesome. And I'm like, there's no Costco. There's in no Arkansas. Costco in Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they want you to come back to Tulsa. Yeah, yeah they were going to put right. a Costco in. They right? were, it but was they're coming. not. It's, yeah. It was coming. Yeah. Well, you know, we just had a good Thanksgiving, of course, with the conclusion of the Thanksgiving holiday as rolls into Black Friday and mm -hmm. then Cyber Monday. And we're, we're beginning to get some of the numbers um, from shopping. Black Friday spending was up 7.5% from last year, reaching a record $9.8 billion in the United States. In-store sales rose by only 1%, while online sales continue to grow um, at a pace of about 8%. Cyber Monday sales uh, the the numbers just hit this morning from online shopping yesterday, and that mm -hmm. hit a record, I think, $12.4, $12.5 billion <laughs> for one day of online shopping. So um, if if we weren't shopping, our wives weren't shopping yesterday, somebody was. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, my wife was definitely contributing to that. She was. Well, <laughs> we got home last night, and, uh, you know, we've been telling our kids, we need your list and so forth. Yeah. And so we um, – we began to do a little online shopping last night while we were watching TV. Mm -hmm. So um, what do you guys think? you think that um, we're going to have a good <laughs> holiday season spending-wise? I mean, I know the, the experts are, and maybe we're going to get into that later, saying that maybe they think it's going to be a little bit slower this year. But I don't know. Um, not from what I 
bankruptcy, just anecdotally, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just observing. Um, I think uh, Americans are just kind of geared to spend. We're a consumer yes. spending driven society, and um, and I know you're you're going to mm-hmm. talk later about credit card balances mm-hmm. increasing. Um, even even in in the face of all that, you know, con- I think consumer spending yes. will continue to go up. Yeah, sp- spending is incredibly hard to retrace, yes. and we've had several years where everyone had really a lot more money than they've had historically, just because of COVID and some of the cash that was thrown out to people, and so. To retrace spending to say we're getting less Christmas gifts, people aren't going to do that, and that's that's been shown in the numbers that are coming out as well as in uh, credit card debt, which uh, I pulled it up before. I spoke about it about three weeks ago or four weeks ago on the podcast, saying, "Hey, we're approaching a trillion dollars in credit card debt, and we have reached it." Whoa! <laughs> we did it. <laughs> a trillion dollars. We broke the trillion we, dollar barrier. We made it. <laughs> Well, you know, big retailers like Walmart, Best Buy, Target, they all reported over the last couple of weeks, and they're warning of this weakening consumer spending through the remainder of the holiday season. The National Retail Federation expects holiday sales to rise 3 to 4% during November and December compared to about 5.5% increase last year. Mm-hmm. Some predictions are saying that this could be one of the slower holiday sales growth periods in recent years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I agree with both of you that it's hard to – you know, to go backwards. Um, Northwest Arkansas may not be a good indicator. Um, You know, sometimes I wonder if, you know, when Walmart and Target and these big box retailers report great earnings and then the CEs come on and CEOs come on and warn, I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if they do a little bit of that, you know, trying to manage expectations. Manage expectations so they can blow them out. Yeah. Yeah help their stock values yeah i think there is a lot of that personally you know it's it's kind of interesting we we're, we're fortunate to have some clients that work for walmart and you know in the distribution centers and so it's it's always fun to listen to them talk about you know the activity that goes on in the distribution centers and, and how quickly that merchandise comes in and then rapidly you know goes out and you know last year i think the the big gifts were the blackstones and um i don't know what the hot we just got a black stone. Did you? Yeah. I don't know what the hot hot um, thing is this year, but mm-hmm. um, it'll be interest, interesting to see. Yeah. A couple quick questions yeah. for you guys. So I, I didn't prep you for these, but these are just some thoughts. Uh, pop quiz time. Pop, pop quiz time. So medium, False. Medium, oh, no, that's okay. Median home price down 17% in the month of October. So Medi- You mean for house sales? Mm-hmm. Okay. So house sales, median home prices are down 17%. Okay. The S&P 500 Home Builders Index is up 51% this year. Why is that? The, wait, what, what Rates. Was, what, what was up 51%? Repeat that. The, the S&P, S&P 500. 500 Home Builders Index. Home Builders Index was up, but yet the medium price was down. Mm-hmm. Well, our, uh, I our think inventory is increasing. They are, okay. they are at increasing. the highest level of inventory since June of 2020. Well, I think inventory why. increasing, rates high, you know, that's going to significantly impact mm-hmm. current sales. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe the, the, the index is a lot of the orders that were in from last year. I don't mm-hmm. know. What I, do you think? I don't know. I, it's hard to say specifically why, but... Home builders, in my opinion, have a much better position in the current market than home sellers do. And the reason for that, 
like we have friends that are in development for the, their holding cost is extremely expensive but it is. to sell and maybe buy down rates for customers is cheaper for them to do so they can sell their home at a decent price yeah buy down rates for some of their customers get their customer a good rate and sell sell their home so yeah. there's there's more advantages to being a home builder and right now home sellers aren't willing to negotiate because they're going into a higher interest rate yeah. into some future home. So yeah. I don't know. That was one interesting thought. You know, a couple other headlines, you know, we, we try to do different things on this podcast. And this morning I saw some headlines that were interesting. One, Eli, I know that you'll like 401k balances are down and last resort hardship withdrawals from 401ks are up. <laughs> you think that ties into um, the increase in credit card spending? That's, it's miserable. I, I can't stand hearing information like this because that's very clearly related to, I mean, it's broadly related to holiday spending. Yeah. yeah. People are tapping into their 401ks, paying penalties, paying taxes that they don't need to, to go buy Barbie dolls. Yeah. Horrible. <sighs> yeah. Horrible. Yeah. So that's, that was a, a headline this morning that I saw. Um <laughs> I knew that you would get a yeah. kick out of that Fantastic. one. Um, another headline I saw this morning was uh, the the job market might be softening a little bit. Yeah. You know, for the last year or so, maybe a couple of years, workers kind of were in the the driver's seat. Driver's seat. They mm-hmm. could kind of demand yeah. salaries, and mm-hmm. and they said that they interviewed you know several corporate CEOs and said that that seems to be shifting. That mm-hmm. the market seems to be yep. easing You're a little bit. You're starting to see layoffs. Um, Accounting firms are starting to lay off, which is interesting to see. The unemployment rate went from 3.4% being the low yeah. to now we're approaching 4% yeah. on the unemployment rate. And that's taken back up to normal levels. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, there's... You know, that's th- this is one of the things that the Fed... They're had, looking for. Th- they have been looking for. Yeah. They have been... Stru- this mm-hmm. is the one piece Number. that has been slow to, yeah. to, to move. But it, I think we're finally beginning to see it. We're seeing it a little bit up here. Um, you know, the, the unemployment rate up in Northwest Arkansas, mm-hmm. I think it's still in that 2% range, but we are beginning to see it maybe soften just a little You'll bit. You'll hear people talk about it once it's over yeah. five. I think oh, five yeah. or six, you'll start hearing a lot more yeah. bells going off in the news and media yeah. saying that the, the world is ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's, it, it will be interesting. You know, big retailers always increase their hiring. Um, this time of year with mm-hmm. with Christmas and so forth, but um, what do you what do you guys think? You know, we we talk about it a lot on here, markets and so forth. Um, we we've we've kind of begun to have a little rally mm-hmm. um, as we head into the end of the year. What are your thoughts between now and I think we have maybe five weeks left in I the think, year. I think one thing that's really interesting about what's happening in the market is small and mid cap are starting, starting to kind to of outperform yeah. in the sh- in the very yeah. short term. But the Russell 2000, I looked at this before the podcast. So Russell 2000, small, primarily small, mid-cap um, companies versus the S&P. One-year difference is 16%. Three-year difference is 27% wow. between the S&P and the Russell. That's huge. Yeah. Historically, that's huge. Yeah. So uh, that's one thing that I'm watching that I'm really interested to see if that starts to revert If that back. starts to revert back to the mean. Mm-hmm. I, I think it will. It's just obviously the the unknown is in what time frame Mm -hmm. right i think as soon as we see um clear signs that the fed is done raising rates that's still the the driver of everything you know uh when is the fed already done or are they soon to be done and 
And uh, I think once once the market believes the Fed is is done, I think you'll start to see mm-hmm. small caps uh, start to continue to rally. Now, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to take a long time to close that gap. That's a huge gap. That's a huge gap. That's a huge gap. I think you would actually have to start seeing the Fed eventually begin to cut rates for that gap to mm-hmm. start to close. But yeah. So what do you think? Fed's done? I I think they I mean they've they've been two meetings in a row now, yeah. right? With uh without raising. So And I think they meet again in I mean, yeah. two weeks, three weeks. They have one more meeting in December. December. Yeah. Um I I mean it's always it's always risk going out on a limb and making a prediction, especially when you're being recorded. Oh, we we like to be there. wrong. We <laughs> like to be wrong on the podcast. Right. If, but yeah, I'm if gonna, anyone finds my end of year S and P five hundred yeah, quote, right. oh. never But yeah, to I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they're done. I think they're done. I I think they're um I mean, barring some yeah. crazy event, yeah. I think they're done. Mm-hmm. You know, they they may wait a while to say they're done, but yeah. I think that okay. I think they're done. So there's um, five point seven trillion dollars in money market mutual funds yeah. right now, more than we have seen in a long time in those money market mutual funds. What do you guys think happens with that money if well, rates go down to money markets paying? Uh, one, I think that's going to provide fuel for the market. That's I think what I think it does. Go yeah. Ahead. No, historically, yeah, that that's true. Yeah, because well, to answer your question, I mean, I, what I, I think you were asking, what is that going to do to the market, or, yeah. or if the Fed starts to yeah. cut, where does that money go? It'll money will naturally always try to seek the highest rate of return, right? And so if if and when the Fed starts cutting rates, those money market rates that were very attractive, you know, right now you can get mm-hmm. five and a quarter on a money market or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that starts to come back down into the two or three range again that money will start to go other places Mm -hmm. that'll be stocks or bonds or who knows what Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think it'll provide fuel for the market you know and i think not only money market funds but you know we've had you know a lot of clients get cds CDs. um you know here in about 12 months 18 months those will come due and Mm -hmm. you know i i don't have a crystal ball but you know one of the things that i've shared with clients is you know i don't think rates are going to be anywhere where they are now, a yeah. year from now, 18 months. So you know, history would tell you that when you have that amount of money in cash, that at some point, you know, even if half of that came back into the that's markets over the next couple of years, amount. yeah, that's it is. significant. And so, you know, that's why you can't be long-term too bearish <laughs> on, on the markets just because there is a lot of money on the sideline. And I like how you put it, money tends to Go to seek that higher return. Um, Another little bit of good news. I read this right before we came on. We're hitting a lot of different topics today. Um, Gas, gasoline Mm -hmm. is down for 60 straight days. Hmm. I mean, we paid 257 the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you would think that some of the conflicts over in the Middle East might drive it up, but it's just continued to to fall. So are we continuing to pull money out? I mean, oil out of the strategic reserves. Is that yeah, what's happening? Yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but artificially it, keeping it low. But it is know. interesting that, um, you know, going into an election year, yeah. coincidence, yeah. you know, um, but it is interesting that um, oil does continue to slide. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. th- and that's, a, that's a tax cut, if you will, mm-hmm. for, yeah. for everyone. That's bullish. I mean, if, if, you know, a year ago we were in the mid threes. So that's, yeah. You know, yeah, that's everybody's got cars. And everybody feels that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So a little bit of good news. Another sign that inflation may be taming, too, yeah. I think. Which you know, I think more it is. More ammunition, more 
reasons to believe the Fed may in fact be done. Mm-hmm. That yeah. paired with home prices going down, yeah. rents are going yeah. down. All yeah. of that leads leads us to believe that, you know, the Fed may be done. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. You know, and, you know, one thing that we've talked about, you know, not only on the podcast, but with clients is, you know, we remain fairly defensive as we go into the early part of 24. More than well, likely that shifts a little bit but yeah, for but, now. But if you're defining def- – I'd, I'd, I'd argue the point just slightly here. If you're defining defensive as, yeah, we've got uh, a pretty decent bit in bonds, yeah. which have typically been defensive. But, you know, I mean, I don't know if y'all have talked about it on recent podcasts, but, um, you know, in the 12 months following the end of a Fed rate hike cycle, bonds have been positive 100%, 100% of the time. Yep. And on average, bonds have gone up 10%. So. If you're just saying, well, we're defensive because we've got a healthy allocation to bonds, mm-hmm. which, by the way, that's the first time in Mach 1's history yeah. that we've really invested in bonds heavily mm-hmm. because we, for, you know, from after 2008, when the Fed lowered to zero and we were in that zero interest rate policy, ZERP, as they call it, mm-hmm. for all those years, you know, we told clients correctly mm-hmm. to avoid bonds. Now we think bonds are a good investment sure. again. So I don't, I don't think necessarily, I, now I understand where you're coming from yeah. Tradition, traditionally. Being in bonds is more defensive, but I think that being more defensive doesn't necessarily mean your your returns might might not be very absolutely good. Yeah. correct correct yeah we you know I like bonds I mean there's yeah. there's a lot of analysts out there that believe that over the next twelve months bonds may return more than equities yeah mm-hmm. there's you a lot know? of lot so, of people that think that yeah well, it'll so be interesting to see how it plays it, out it, it will be um, the one investment that I'm not excited about is a twelve month CD yeah <laughs> yeah. And why I know what what you're thinking, but why do you say you're not excited about well, that? So, two reasons. One, you're going to have to roll into something else after that 12 months. Sure. Yep. If rates are down, that's yep. that's not good for you. Two, CDs you only make what they pay you. There's no chance for capital. No gains. chance for upside. And yeah. so if you're if you're in a bond that's paying you four percent, a CD's yeah. paying you five and a half. There's a chance on that bond you can get the 10 percent return because of capital gains. Sure. Whereas you you can't do that with the especially CD. if the Fed starts cutting right yeah, if, if you're Fed in a bond and the cutting, Fed starts cutting and yeah. you're holding a four percent CD yeah. you're going to get that four percent plus in capital gains that's right and you'll never get that with a CD that's, that's what right. I I'm just not excited about CDs yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Be, did you have more pop quiz questions for us or do you want to huh, I did them. those oh you did them all you did? okay okay Man, I, like, I thought you had two or three of them I like I like your pop quiz <laughs> that's good anything else we need to talk about today on uh, the podcast you know one thing. I'll try to make this succinct, but, um, you know, we've talked a lot about consumer spending and the Mm -hmm. economy where we think things are going for years. I mean, for, for years after the 2008 crash, I would talk to clients about demographics and consumer spending and how demographics relate so closely to consumer spending and how I think it was fairly predictable back in the 2008 crash that we were going to have a really long, slow recovery, which is exactly what we had because as we talked about earlier, we're a consumer spending driven economy. And just due to birth rate trends that occurred in the early 60s to the early 70s, birth rate trends were going down year over year in this mm-hmm. country. And so on a 45-year lag, which puts you in the year 2008 from 19, you know, from the mid-1960s or so, uh, you had declining numbers of people in that peak spending time alive. What we have today is the opposite of that. If you, birth rates increased year over year, starting in 1973 all the way to like 1992. So f- uh, assuming cons- peak consumer spending begins around age 45, uh, 1973 plus 45 is like 2018. Mm-hmm. 1992 plus 45 is like 
2037, I think it is. So it's foreseeable, I would argue, that for the next decade plus, we're going to have rising numbers of people in that peak spending demographic age range, which should, you know, knock on wood, should be good for the U.S. economy just due to demographic forces alone. So Mm -hmm. I think um, that's something that we haven't talked about in a long time. Again, I don't know if you guys have talked about it on here, but that's something that I look at a lot to to think, you know, even though that's certainly no guarantee that you won't have a recession. I'm not saying that at all. But I think it does mean that when you do have the inevitable healthy recession, that it should be relatively shorter lived just because you've got that demographic that increasing demographic uh, consumer spending base. Now, uh, we also have to realize that, unfortunately, the government is becoming more and more a percentage of, of uh, overall economic spending, right? Um, traditionally, we've been about a 70% consumer spending-based economy and 30% government. is starting to become less consumer and more government. Hopefully, we can get that turned around. We'll see. But anyway, I, I say all that to say I'm, I'm optimistic because of the demographic trend, the demographic yeah. force that's behind consumer spending. Well, and I think that makes sense because you're beginning to see more and more talk of mm-hmm. no recession yeah. or a soft landing recession. And you know, yeah. I think that that, I mean, if Chairman Powell is able to land that plane <laughs> softly, which the, uh, no one. The first time ever. I ever. Guess. I yeah. mean, and, and he may pull it off. <laughs> he may. And, and we'll kudos see. to him. But yeah. um, it'll be interesting. You know, we've, we've got a few more of these mm-hmm. in 2023, mm-hmm. and then uh, next year is an election year. Yeah. You know, big news this morning was that the Koch brothers, the mm-hmm. the billionaire Koch yep. family, yep. they uh, endorsed Nikki Haley. Oh, did they really? And so, yeah, really. you know, you're beginning to see that. Well, That's a big it, endorsement. It's a big, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been big Trump supporters yeah. um, during his yeah. candidacy and presidency. And so it's, it's going to be mm-hmm. a, a sprint. You know, this time it'll be interesting. This yeah. time next year, yeah, we'll have a either a new president elect or hopefully, yeah, and <laughs> new senators, new congressmen. It, yeah, it's going to be a fun eleven months. If I may, on the on the personal side, now is the time to make sure your all of your year end checklists are tidied yeah. up. So Absolutely, that's taxes, tax that's, loss harvesting, that's gifting, that's. Uh, yeah, Roth qualified charitable distributions. Yep. Qualified charitables. If you're doing a donor advised fund, make sure you yep. get it done. Yep. Um, just now's the time to start. Five weeks uh, left. Yeah, you don't want to do it the last week of December. No, you do not. No custodian will help you no, the last and week of December. That's right. And if, if you don't want to be on Carol and Beth and <laughs> Susan's bad side, try to get it done before the middle of December. That's but, right. Well, as we always like to do at the uh, conclusion of these podcasts, mm-hmm. we like to uh, leave our listeners and viewers with a thought of the day today comes from from the world-renowned anonymous anonymous <laughs> yes um he's a very popular um, he's had quite a few of these. he has a lot of good quotes so anonymous says not all storms come to disrupt your life some come to clear your path true That's words true. very true we've 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 all had storms yep and That's um, right. they've and they're and they're good for you. It they, builds your character and your absolutely. faith. And they're absolutely, they're good for mar- to put it in terms of a market. They're good for markets too, right? A recession is like a storm, and it does kind of clear out. And so, if if and if we do get the recession that so many have predicted for so long, mm-hmm. that's not the end of the world. No, I mean down markets. I always say are good because they get 
they clear out the people in they the markets that the don't path. need to be yeah. need to be in there. So um, right. we want to thank you for listening or viewing. As always, mm-hmm. um, if you like what you see and hear, uh, be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, go out and like us. Tell a friend about um, what's going on here at Mach One. Um, we'd be glad to um, th- we'd be glad to have you as a new subscriber. We hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week on the Market Moment. that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Third-party ratings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client, nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss, including the loss of principal. Actual account results may have been higher or lower than the results mentioned, depending on an individual's investment timing, cash movement, size of the account, and client restriction. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For full disclosures, please see mock-1financial.com disclosures.